Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and if I'm not mistaken, that looks like Run for God founder Mitchell Hollis across the counter. Thanks for having me, Dean. Of course, with my vision, I could quite possibly be wrong. I would agree with that. <laughs> the vision is not what it once was. Of course, my vision's never been great. Well, you know, we do we do a, a Bible study every night on our bed at home, me and the wife and, and both kids, and um, guess what I'm wearing now? Wearing, I'm wearing readers, readers. at uh, night now, because uh, i tell you what, these... These new King James Bibles, they're, it seems like the prints keeps getting smaller and smaller, or I'm getting older and older. Yeah, I think I think it's the latter, yeah. not the former. Yeah, you know how I know how I found out that I needed glasses. How's that? I played baseball when I was a kid, and all of a sudden I went from uh, a really good batting average to a really bad batting average, and I realized it was because I couldn't see the ball. <laughs> see, that's story. very similar to mine. I I was actually I think in the seventh grade. And we were at Atlanta Hawks basketball game with our church group, and there was a girl sitting beside me, and I was just kind of joking around, probably flirting, you know. And I said, "Let me see your glasses," and I put this girl's glasses on, <laughs> and it was like, "Where did you get these?" <laughs> I could see the numbers on the play. I mean, I was—I'm like a negative two and a half or so, which I know is not a ton, but I had been going around for years with that kind of—it's. It's one of those things you just don't know until you know. That's a, um, I remember the I mean, first there's a time. message there. I'm pretty there's a there's a sermon in that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you just don't know till you know. So yeah, that's you know, it sounds like you you found out kind of the same way I did. It was just kind of an accident. Oh yeah. I remember very vividly putting on that first pair of glasses and going, yeah. Wow. There's stuff over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those leaves have edges. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you gone through tough times in your life? Today, we're going to talk about how forgiveness can overcome some of those moments. How about this? Have you ever thought about a world without wind? Would it be better or worse? We'll talk about what a windless world would produce today. Hey, we have no trivia today because this is a special episode because we're going to insert this episode because we got special <clears throat> stuff going on. One of the special things that we have going on is this hoodie right here. And the let me tell Run you something. Run Club hoodie. The, the, this is the. The Run Club And that's brand Club new. Hoodie. I mean, you literally just pulled that out of the package yes, before. That, that is correct. Air. And I'm going to tell you something. It is soft. It is comfortable. It is warm. It is everything a hoodie should be. I remember having hoodies when I was younger, and you had to let them break in for a while before they got really, really comfortable and really soft. Yeah. Not these. Yeah, it was like a piece of cardboard the first time you put it on. Yep, yep. Yeah. Now really? they're soft and supple and feel great the first time you put them on. So you do have to be a Run, Run Club, Club member in order to get one of these. Yeah, so we're going to talk about becoming a member here in just a second, but... I've noticed today you're you're a little bit more upbeat. You're it's it's almost like you won something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our girls won the Southern States Athletic Conference uh, championship this past week. Uh, now was that two years? That's in a back row? to back. Wow. Yeah. So Congratulations. We, well, thank you, thank you. Um, it was good to see. We had a freshman who won the overall race. She's fast. She's fast. Um, had a good day. We knew she'd have a good day. She's from Michigan, and so. Um, we won't hold that against you. But. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but it was the coolest morning, the coolest day we had run in all year, and uh, she took advantage of it. Yeah. So. And the cool thing I like about her is, I mean, and all your girls, for the most part, are this way. But Riley is a godly young woman. She absolutely um, is. I follow her on Instagram, and she just she lives out her faith, and uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. It is the best thing about it. So, um, so what do we have for Thanksgiving? So we, we've, we've been talking every week about the Couch to Marathon Challenge, which is starting January the 17th. And 
we'll, we'll kind of run through that real quick. So, so what is the Couch to Marathon Challenge? People hear that and they're like, that sounds impossible. But it's not. So starting January the 17th, we're going to start this challenge. It's going to be online. We're going to, you and I are going to be live every Sunday night. And we're going to be coaching people from the couch to a marathon. Now, this is not a 12-week program. This is a one-year program. And the graduating race, you can graduate anywhere you want. You can run a marathon anywhere you want next January. But the graduating race for the run club is going to be the Disney Marathon. Um, now, I know that there's a couple that works here in the studio that she was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. You know, that's too much. But when she heard Disney was the graduating race, she's like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and, and that's what got my wife the first time. So what, what are we going to do? We're going to take people through the 5K challenge. We're going to do this safely. We're going to take people through the 5K challenge, and we're going to take a break. So that's 12 weeks, and then we're going to take a week off. We're going to take people through the 10K challenge, and then we're going to take a break. We're going to run a race and take a break, take a week off. Then we're going to go through the half marathon, run a half marathon, and then take a week off. And all of these races, first of all, if you want to come to Dalton, Georgia, uh, for the Run at the Mill 5K in April, which is the first milestone of the program, we're going to give you that race for free. For free. It's not going to cost free you free. anything as long as you're a member of Run Club and you're signed up for the Couch to Marathon Challenge. So we want everybody to come to Dalton. If you can't, we understand. Find a race in your community. Uh, but if you come here, we're going to give that to you free. We're going to have a get-together uh, and just talk about everything, and it's going to be fun. So we have started the promotion. We started the promotion back at the beginning of November, if you remember. Dean, we've had over 2,000 people mm. have signed up to get more information Praise God. But there's a peculiar thing going on. Not all of those 2,000 people have signed up to become a Run Club member and signed up for the actual challenge. And why would they not? Well, I think there's several reasons. I think the number one reason, and I don't know this, we haven't taken a poll, is people say, I can't do that. The number two reason is they're procrastinating. I do this. Oh, yeah. I, it's it's just this is no different than a race. We've we've already said come mid January or second week of January, we're gonna get slammed with the registrations because it's gonna be like a race. You know, if you've ever um if you've ever put on a race, you know that you're worried to death until the last week and then all the registrations come in. Well we don't want that to happen because there's so much cool stuff in Run Club outside of this program. So we want you to get signed up now. So starting today. Monday, the Monday before Thanksgiving, if you come, if you go ahead and sign up and you sign up for the year subscription, um, which is usually 27 cents a day or about $99 a year, we're going to give that to you for 25% off. If wow. you sign up between now and Cyber Monday, the, this is the only time this sale is going to be available. You can sign up for $74.99. So for all of you people out there who are needing that reason to take the plunge, to sign up, and there's no, what, there's no better way to commit than to sign up for things, right? That's right. So for this week only, you can sign up and save 25% on your registration. And it's going to close, and we're not going to reopen this. That, the, the 27 cents a day is a, an incredible deal. So if you're out there and you're saying, well, I, I signed up when it was 90-something dollars. Don't feel bad because that's incredible. We're just trying to get these people who are on the fence, we're just trying to get them to, to come on over because we know what it will do for them. We yeah. know that it will change their life mentally, physically, and spiritually. We know that. And so if you're listening, if you can hear my voice right now and you haven't signed up to take the Couch to Marathon Challenge, which means you have to sign up to become a Run Club member. Do it today. You could save 25%, and this is the only week that this sale is going to happen. Well, and I'm over here doing some quick math, and I want you to think about this. This, this is actually, it, yes, it's 25% off the yearly membership, but it is 40% off of paying month to month. Sure. It's so, 21 cents a day. Yeah. How, how big of a deal is it? 21, less than a quarter a day. Yep. And you can be part of a journey that is going to change your life. If yep. you focus on it, if you commit to it, 
One thing I can guarantee, I don't make a lot of guarantees, but one thing I can guarantee, it will change your life. Absolutely. And that's not because of anything you and I are going to do. We're just, we're just going to simply talk people into doing this. Mm-hmm. But what God is going to do in your life spiritually and what's going to happen to your body and your confidence physically and mentally, there's nothing that can touch it. Nope. So please, please, we want you to join. We want... I would like to see nothing better than us to show up at Disney World with a thousand runners wearing Run for God shirts. Amen. Think about the message that will send to those mean? 40, 50, 60,000 runners. I don't even remember how many it is, but it's tens of thousands. It will be an obvious force. Imagine and one out of every 20, 25 runners have on a Run for God shirt. Man. Isn't that awesome? That's going to be incredible. And I think we're going to hit it. I think yeah. we're going to hit 1,000 runners. Yeah. We may go more than that by the time it's over with. Yeah. But um, that's kind of been our soft goal is 1,000 by the time we start. And we're, we're well on our way right now because people are signing up like crazy to get information. Yeah. And if you, if you click and you give us your email, that's more than just a casual look. That's somebody's interested. Yeah. So – we're going to start sending emails out to those people and really try to to give them a, a swift kick in the pants and say, hey, come join us. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. And there's other Thanksgiving, right? During during this week, we there's other things. So everything right? in the run, I mean, people know it. I, I know of Molly Wade up in New Hampshire. She always does a, a secret, you know, she reveals the shirt color for her class for the year. She dyes part of her hair that color. I mean, Molly's just one of those instructors that's just... The feather. What uh, can a feather do? Yeah, the feather. Yeah, Yeah, we wrote a whole article on her. Yeah. But everything in the Run for God store, including the Run Club, is 25% off this week. Wow. 25% off. So pick up your Run for God gear. There's emails going out right now. If you're not part of our uh, email database... um, you can send something to dean at runforgod.com, or you can go to runforgod.com, and I think something pops up that you can fill in your email. Uh, but we're running specials all this week about um, the gear. I mean, we've got a lot of cool gear. You're wearing some of it right now. I'm wearing some of it right now. Yeah. Um, the Run For God gear is is great. Holly and mm-hmm. Gay do a great job at picking the right stuff and making sure it's quality stuff. And uh, it's good that they're this is always it instead a, of us. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I would, I would. I would wear the same exact thing every day if yeah. my wife would let me. Um, that's obvious because she, when my jeans start to get holes in them, she kind of sneaks them out because <laughs> yeah. I would keep wearing them. Yeah. Because well, that's when they get comfortable, right? Yeah, the rest of us don't want to see the holes, though. Well, so. Dean, come on. You're supposed to be on my side here. <laughs> but, yeah, 25% off everything at Run for God for this week on. This is always our big sale. Um, so go to runforgod.com, look at all the products, go to the store. But most importantly, if you haven't signed up for the Couch to Marathon Challenge, go to runforgodrunclub.com and get signed up for Run Club. You get all the exclusive stuff, the the hoodie you're wearing. You can't get that unless you're a Run Club member. Um, So we got a lot of cool exclusive stuff. We'll be opening up the Champion System store again here soon, which is very customized stuff. Uh, that everybody seems to love so far. So, yeah, a lot of cool things happen around the Run for God camp this week, and we want you to go check it out. Yeah, and don't forget that when you do, when you purchase one of these hoodies, when you sign up for Run Club, when you do anything with Run for God, you're supporting a ministry that wakes up every day trying to figure out how to share the love of Christ with the running community. Um, And that's, to me, it's worth it just if that's all we were doing. But you're getting a lot of value in, in in addition to knowing that you're making an impact for Christ uh, across the world. We had Literally. three decisions this past week. Yeah. Three. Two in Florida and one, what was the other one? Was it Indiana? Yes. Indiana. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, and, and one of those was one of those that I always talk about came in during the middle of the night. You know, that th- those always give me cold chills because... I wake up in the morning, and I love to see those text messages. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the time, and it came through at 3 a.m. at that local at that person's local time. So that person was on our website going through the runforgod.com forward slash peacewithgod webpage at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they made a decision to follow Christ. 
that 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 is a whole podcast segment right there because yeah. something was going on in that person's life. Yeah. For that to be the circumstances by which they found us. And our our history is full of those. Yeah. And it's nothing. There again, you and I were asleep. That's right. It's not what we're doing. It's what God is doing through this ministry. And everything you do, whether it's buying a sweatshirt, a T-shirt, or joining Run Club, it supports those efforts. So yeah. if, you, if you join for that reason only, if you join for the reason of just getting the text when somebody makes a decision to follow Christ, I've had plenty of people tell me it's worth it just for that. Amen. Amen. So we are sponsored by J Radio, and soon, at some point, we're going to have a Run for God channel. Do we need to tell them why we don't have a Run for God channel at this point? It's my fault. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I have but, not got my playlist up, and I, I, I have a strikeout list. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it here. This I have about 15 of these books through the years, and once it makes it on the strikeout list, it will get done <laughs> because I am OCD type A, and I don't like to get at the end of the day and see something not struck out. So by next week, it will be in Jared's court to get the Run For God channel up and going. So soon and very soon, soon we very will have we a Run For God channel. <laughs> We're proud to be sponsored by the world's greatest digital music platform, J Radio. If your teen is into rock and metal music that makes your ears bleed and your grandmother clutch her pearls, we can help. If your spouse yearns for music from the old days and wants to relive the music of their glory years, we can handle that. If you need a break from the day to spend time with God and recognize His goodness, we'd love to be a part of that. Whether it's rock and metal, classic songs from decades past, or heartfelt worship music, J Radio has you covered. Sign up for an account at jradio.com and download the app in your app store to start listening for free today all right we're back and don't forget that you can send questions questions messages uh, whatever it is that you want to do to communicate with us you can send it to dean at runforgod.com if you don't know about us, go to runforgod.com uh, to learn more. Mitchell just mentioned runforgodrunclub.com as well. Um, there's all sorts of stuff there. Go check it out. Um, become a member. <coughs> and don't forget, we'd love to hear your story. Um, and you can submit either, you can submit your story at either one of those locations. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> we had an interesting discussion. Um, this past week, we mentioned that I went to we went to our conference championship, mm -hmm. and every every week, um, every time we have a race, we usually have some kind of a a talk right the night before. Our talk this time was this: I brought out a rope, a mm -hmm. hundred foot long rope, and I put blue pieces of tape on that rope, mm -hmm. and in each one of those blue pieces of tape signified an important time in my life, something that I recalled along my life. And and I I showed them the, these pieces of tape and how important those pieces of tape were to me, whether they were good or bad. Mm -hmm. um, they were memories that I had and how and how much of my rope was left um, to, to make more pieces of blue tape. And then I brought out a second rope and I showed them that um, their lives, they've got a lot more rope left. Mm -hmm. And they've had some achievements along the way and they've got blue pieces of tape as well um, but their opportunity of course in the conference meet was to make a new blue piece of tape mm -hmm. and um, and so I thought it was cool to, to talk about our life events and, and how important things are and how we create those uh, those events but this idea came from something you shared with me years ago I remember there was a rope laying in your in your office mm -hmm. and that was a big long white rope and had a little red piece of uh, tape on the end of it and it signified eternity. The rope signified eternity. The red rope, the red part, was the part that signifies our life mm -hmm. and how short it is. It was such a great discussion uh, to have, and I was able to share that with them as well. The 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 other one, and um, I just think that's a that's a cool discussion. Cool discussion. A cool uh, analogy to look at this rope versus whether it's the eternity, eternity rope or it's our life rope, and realize that we have, 
we have an end to our rope at some point in time as far as this life goes. The colored part, yeah. The colored part. And um, we have an opportunity to, to do those things. So this Couch to Marathon program is a chance for a bright blue piece of tape on sure. your rope. Yeah. So. And just to be clear, that the my example with the red tape, that wasn't – that wasn't mine. I, I borrowed that. I think Francis Chan was actually the one I saw do that. But, yeah, it signifies, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about um, we, we struggle with grasping what eternity is. And we said, let's just say 37 billion years. And that's the whole exercise of that rope is you look at this small little red piece of tape. And then in Francis Chan's uh, example, he actually wrapped it around the room that they were oh. in and people were holding it. And you, that represented eternity, but even that doesn't doesn't, do doesn't it. grasp it. But it it helps you get a picture. It helps you put a number. This rope's two hundred feet long, and our life is one inch of that. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's a great illustration. That's that's uh, that's awesome that you shared it with your girls. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a good good day. So our story this week comes from a precious lady. And many Run Club members probably know the lesser half of the Lewis Union. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> Sorry, Darren, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he knows He it. married way over his head. He yes. knows that, just like we all did. Yes, he did. We Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I remember a nurse that worked for me one time, and I remember her telling me this story about how when she was a little girl that her grandmother, when she was going through a tough time, her grandmother would say, God won't put more on you than you can handle. Mm -hmm. And she would cry and she'd go, but I think he's got me confused with somebody <laughs> else, uh, which, which is interesting. And so Wendy Lewis from Ultawa, Tennessee, shares this story, and she talks about that in her story. Uh, God says he never gives more than we can handle. I'm sure we all have often wondered if God was kidding. <laughs> when I was 16 years old, I thought life has got to get better than it was at that time. I remember one particular day very well. It was a cool fall day, and my father decided to take my mother, my younger brother, who was only nine at the time, and myself at the age of 16 on a road trip to Chattanooga for dinner to start our weekend. It was a unique evening in that my father was a blue-collar owner of a paint and body shop near Fort Payne, Alabama, and rarely took us out for dinner, much less over one hour away. He was absent more than he was present for most of my childhood, and I can count on one hand how many recitals or special events he attended during my upbringing. Being the breadwinner of a family has its own set of challenges. I learned more about that sooner than most girls my age. Our return trip home that evening ended with us screaming with our car windows closed as my father pulled into our circle drive. Seeing your house completely engulfed in flames will not only knock the breath out of you, but part of me died after seeing our, ho our home go up in flames, which was deemed a total loss. Often, when you're running your race, your rhythm of breathing changes, and you ask God for strength to press through that and uh, how he answers those prayers. Material things are here today, and we realize that they can be gone tomorrow, but God's love is eternal, and he healed this kid's broken heart. He did that when he saved me three years prior. After that day, it was only a couple of nights that my father would share time under the same roof with his family. God never abandons his children, but my earthly father certainly did. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Some parents have dual roles as the mom and dad of their family, and that is what my mother was to me. She was my hero and the stability that I could always depend on. I learned at a young age that if you want your life to change, it can change quickly. Much like the struggle you may be feeling today, God has the ability to comfort, provide answers, and peace in a world that seems to, to speed by too quickly. How can one deny that he exists? Trust me when I say having to find housing 
and watching my mother struggle with the added pressure of entering into the workforce, God was always with us. I'm not claiming life was easy, but it made this girl stronger and aware of how hard it is to provide for a family. Home is certainly where the heart is, and my mother made life happy for us once again. When she became sick, I started my first job while in high school to help pay for the essentials. Just when the idea of running feels too challenging, it's important to remember many folks are homeless or can't take on the physical challenge of running. It makes running more appealing and allows us to press through the struggles of life with God leading the way. Running for God has always been a blessing and certainly continues to encourage me every time I take part in a Run for God class or a challenging workout or run. When I received a family Christmas party invitation, I knew most likely my earthly father would be there since my grandmother was hosting this event. I prayed along the entire drive asking God for the opportunity and courage to speak to my father as it had been countless years since I had communicated with him. Having strength of empathy, I decided to tell him that I forgave him for abandoning his family and for stepping out on his marriage to my mother. He immediately cried and hugged me for starting that conversation. Forgiveness is a powerful gift that allows us to accept God's grace and move forward with our lives. I'm very thankful for forgiveness and for allowing God to guide my steps. My prayer is that you will do the same and offer forgiveness to someone who has wronged you. Hmm. Wendy, that's a that's an incredible story. Uh, I'm sure that was not an easy one to write. Um, I'd say there's a lot of folks listening to this who can identify with this story um, or need to hear it. I can. Yeah. I mean, my my... My situation with my father was very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, redemption and forgiveness won out in the end, and and maybe I'll share that story on here on this podcast one day. But um, yeah, I mean, Dean, you you got in your notes that many times we don't forgive, and we're the ones that suffer, and that's that's dead on, and that's that's what's so hard to see when you're steeped in bitterness and unforgiveness and um, just just all the adjectives that that describe what unforgiveness brings and it's like we say 800 pound gorilla all the time but give all those cliches and that's what it feels like when you forgive somebody yeah it really does and it's there's nothing like it and it's because it's it's what god commands us to do yeah um like i said one time on a former podcast god commands us to forgive everyone every time for everything they have ever done against us and that's hard it's very hard it's very hard but it's it's so worth it yeah yeah because it's freedom it's what it is it's freedom you're really in bondage to that unforgiveness yeah society will tell us that you're letting that person off the hook but Hmm. it's taking us off the hook is what it's doing yep um and yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk about forgiveness and reconciliation here in a minute but those those aren't the same thing yeah and i think a lot of times people i'm getting a little bit ahead of us but we'll talk about that here in just a second but yeah it's it's freedom yeah first scripture passage deuteronomy 31 6 be strong and courageous do not be terrified or afraid of them for the lord your god is the one who will go with you he will not leave you or abandon you very similar to my favorite verse, Joshua one nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost almost word for word. Yeah, uh, and that's really the key to getting through tough times and forgiving people who hurt us, isn't it? Uh, we have to realize that He is there all the time, and I think we forget that. Yeah, and and I kind of alluded to this just a second ago, but I was actually listening to a. I don't. I love Beth Moore, but I very rarely listen to her or or read her stuff because a lot of it's geared towards women. But um, I guess Holly listens to her podcast. And so I was listening to my podcast the other day and it was over. You know how it just flips over to the next whatever's up and Beth Moore was on. And so I just listened to it. I love to I love to hear her talk because I know what people are talking about when they say they love to hear my accent. Well, I love to hear her accent. You know, (laughs) she's even got a more Southern drawl than I do. And um, but she was talking about the concept of 
forgiveness and reconciliation and how so many times we think that's the same thing. Mm. And God calls us to forgive, but not necessarily not necessary to reconcile. And and we put that together and we think that um Dean wronged me, so if I forgive Dean, then then I've I've still got to have him in my life. And that's not what that means. Forgiveness yeah. is very different than reconciliation. It also doesn't say forget. Either. Right. We don't have to forgive and forget. It's right. forgive. Right. So a lot of times putting separation between you and a person is is the healthy thing to do going forward. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that vitriol and that anger and that hate and everything that goes along with unforgiveness. We're free. We can love that person and not have that person as part of our lives. Um and so I think we. Uh, she did a very good job at. I'm I'm butchering everything she said. I'm sure because she's man. She's she's a very skilled orator when it comes to this kind of stuff. And but she really drew that that difference between forgiveness and reconciliation and how God calls us to forgive, but He doesn't call us to reconcile. That's that's a choice that yeah. we have to make. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Absolutely. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Um, interestingly, the just before this passage are warnings to not fall into the same patterns or misdeeds that, that, that befell Israel, where they just kept going back, back and forth. Um, so in context, it's a little bit different than just, you know, being tempted of something you see in front of you. Um, right. And I've kind of dug in here before. Um, but there's a difference between testing and tempting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, testing is it's of God. God mm-hmm. will test us. God will never tempt us. God will test us and the results that either produce a stronger walk if you pass the test and a learning opportunity if you fail the test it's it's like in hurricane areas i've, I've watched these videos of um like on the, the learning channel or the history channel or whatever and they'll take a house in a hurricane area and they'll put it through test they'll put in a certain kind of windows and do all these different things and then then they'll they'll turn on the big hurricane fans and just start loading stuff two by fours and trash cans and cars and they'll start throwing it at that house yeah and sometimes the house fails Mm. but what comes as a result of that they learn how to make it stronger yeah and there's there's a process of making that house stronger because of all the testing it went through Tempting is of the devil, and it leads to destruction. Um, so, so the storm. So, re- resisting resisting testing is not healthy. We, we should. Yeah. God is always going to test us, and we should. Un- we should. We should figure out the difference between tempting and testing, because tempting always leads to destruction. Yeah. Tempting is the storm. That's right. Um, but because people tested that house in the beginning, it's stronger and it's more durable during the storm when the temptations do come. And so that's why it says, uh, God's Word says, it, it, it the testing of our faith, so not te- the tempting of our faith. Yeah, and so the testing and the tempting are actually, they are linked a little bit in that the testing provides us with better strength for the tempting. They're they're linked because sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between yeah, the two. It's absolutely true. And uh yeah, I get tongue tied when I start talking about this subject cuz I you have to be careful because the two words are even very similar. And yeah. the two situations oftentimes look very similar, but who's behind those situations can't be more polar opposite. That is one's yeah. one's the evil and one is God. Yeah. And God is testing us we we test our athletes all the time to make them stronger so that when in that race they are tempted to slow down 
the testing has proved to them that I can handle this. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I love I love the the discussion of testing versus tempting because in the in the heat of it, sometimes it is hard to know the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God's always refining us, right? Chiseling us, making us better um, when we follow him. That's, and it hurts. That's the key. Sometimes and, it hurts. And sometimes it hurts, which goes to that testing. Right. Some of those tests hurt, and some of those tests are hard. Yeah. And um, Sometimes when you test that house in the hurricane tunnel, things get broken. Yeah. But there's always something stronger that comes out of result of a result of that test. Yep, yep. And this scripture, Paul's writing to the Philippians, and he's writing to them and talking to them about this whole idea of being confident and and understanding that that they're get they're getting better all the time and being stronger all the time, and they're they're refining themselves all or God is refining them all the time because he's just thankful for them because mm-hmm. he sees their progress. Um, and God sees our progress. Um, question one, do you find yourself feeling defeated before attempting to start a small group such as Run for God? <laughs> we hear this a lot from yeah. Run for God instructors. Yes, we do. I have experienced this yep. as a Run for God instructor because so many times we um, measure success by the world standards. And so we'll get people email us or call us and they'll say, I feel like such a failure because I only had two people sign up for a Run for God class. And that is so dangerous because that is doubt. That is doubt creeping in and the evil one trying to convince you that you failed somehow. Mm. Um, The people that God wants in those classes, some of the best, most radical stories we've heard come out of the run for god camps it's not with classes with 200 people those are great yeah and they and they they're very effective in those communities but some of the most radical experiences we've heard have come out of very small classes where it's it's a much smaller group a much more intimate group and people are willing to share more in those instances and that's why we 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 tell people and like I said, if you're listening, I have struggled with this too because mm-hmm. I have also had very small classes. Yeah. And there's something inside your psyche that says, ah, oh, you, you, you failed. You, you, you start to hear, hear that doubt and, and second-guessing yourself and know that that is not from God. Yeah. Because some of those, I mean, my very first Run for God class had 16 people in it. And it's by far the best class I've ever had. Yeah. By far. Because of the, rela- I mean, the relationships that were formed in that class are still strong today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was last night. Uh, we were we were doing something else at our church, and we were talking about. And I wish I could remember the fellow's name, but you know how, how I am with names. I can't remember names to save my life. But a guy back in 1850 who began. Actually, this this guy was an evangelist. He went from door to door, and he was just getting nowhere. And he Mm -hmm. felt like he needed to do something different. So he puts out all these flyers and everything and says, I'm going to pray for revival um, in in our area, and I want people to join me. And so this comes, the day comes, he shows up. You know how many people showed up? Zero. Nobody showed up. But you know what he decided to do? He decided to be faithful and to continue to pray. And as he prayed, about 30 minutes later, one person showed up. A little while later, another person showed up. By the end of the day, he had like six people that showed up. They showed up late, but they showed up. Mm-hmm. That snowballed. They continued to meet. What was six became 12. 12 became 24. And eventually it became a huge movement. It's so large that in this particular area of the country where this fellow started, crime rates went down. Things that people do that are just bad things. Uh, I've heard this story. Have come, have come, came down because of one man who had faith that even though nobody showed up, God could still make a difference. I mean, imagine that. That yeah. kind of faith. Yeah, I've, I've, I've used this as an example before. And 
I think I actually used it as an example to our triathlon team several years ago where I was talking about the the impact that you, one person, can make. Mm-hmm. And I used the example that we all know Billy Graham. Billy Graham led millions to the foot of the cross, mm-hmm. millions to the foot of the cross. And, and people think, well, if I can't be Billy Graham, then I'm really not making a difference. Or if I've only got one person in my class, I'm really not making a difference. And most people would argue that Billy Graham was the most effective evangelist in the history of the world at leading people to Christ. And, and I, I agree with that. But you know who's just as effective? And most people are not going to know this name, but a man by the name of Mordecai Ham. Yeah. Mordecai Ham was a rather small evangelist, but he's the man that led Billy Graham to Christ. Yeah. Now, think about if Mordecai Ham would have said, I'm, I'm, I'm not Paul, I'm not Peter. Yeah. I, I don't have the stage of the influence or the... I'm not a great orator like them. I don't have many people at my uh, crusades. I just need to hang this up. What would have happened to those millions and millions of people that came to Christ as a result of Billy Graham? What would have happened if that guy would not have led Billy Graham to Christ? Yeah. I mean, it would have radically changed our whole country. Our whole literally. country. I mean, he was America's pastor. Yep. But somebody led Billy Graham to Christ. And you never know who it is you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You never. We see that with these young athletes, and some of them have grown up to be incredible young people. And we would have never saw that when they were young. We're, they yeah. were just the bratty little kid that we were having to get on to all the time. <laughs> but I'm already seeing it. I'm, I'm rather young. I'm, I mean, I'm in my 40s, and but I'm already seeing it. Yeah. You know, that the impact you have on people's life is profound. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a stadium full of people. It can be one or two people right in front of you. And so you've got to keep that in mind. Remember the name Mordecai Ham next time you think, I'm not making a difference. I've only got two people in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. Just remember that name. Absolutely. Yeah, I I got an email yesterday from a a lady who said that – a particular story that I had written, I think in the original devotions book Mm -hmm. um, that had impacted her um, just right at that moment and at that time. Well, that's something that I wrote four or five years, five, six years ago um, that today made a difference to somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the, and I'm sure you've done it because I've done it and you're thinking, what is all this for? Yeah, absolutely. And, it's why it's always cool. That's why your story is so important. Yeah. Because as is, is, is minimum as you might think your story is, it can make a profound impact on somebody. No question about it. Um, question two, is God showing you that you're not alone and certainly not forgotten? Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes he waits <laughs> until we need it yeah. before he reveals it. Uh, but he's always, like as I said before, he's always there. Um, and, and, and here's what's great about what God does, I think, is that he surrounds us with people that we need around us. Now, whether we pay attention to those people or not is, is sometimes, depending on who you are and, and how close you are to God, maybe uh, uh, something that, that, that causes you some problems. <laughs> but there's always people around um, and and he's always revealing himself not only through things and through circumstances but through other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think about that all the time. Uh, he sh- that, and to me, that's how he shows us we're not alone. He reveals somebody needed to hear Wendy's story mm-hmm. today. Somebody is going to hear that story today, and it's going to be just right at just the right time. Sure, and it's going to make that difference. So yeah, I I saw it talking about. Um, Knowing you're not alone, I saw just this week Angie Hawkins had posted a picture of her hand, and she's got Raynaud syndrome. Now, I meant to ask her what that is. I saw that picture, and I've never heard of that. Well, I'll tell you because my son has it. Wow. Uh, and, and what happens is you get really poor circulation into your extremities, mm. right? And so your fingers will turn white. And, it, I mean, it could be 45 degrees outside. 
and your fingers are turning white. And so people who kind of make fun of people who are wearing gloves when it's not super cold outside, um, this is why. There are, and there's a lot of them. What we found out was after she posted this, one person after another yeah. related a story about how they, they either had it or they know somebody who has it. And, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's, um, there's always somebody else out there right. that, that's just like us <laughs> in, in our circumstances. The last question, will you take the next leap of faith and keep trusting God with each step that you take? God is tugging, tugging on your heart to offer forgiveness from someone who has hurt you. Or is God tugging on your heart, rather? Yeah, and I'll say this. You and I have had this discussion in a pretty deep way mm-hmm. in the past. Um, and I remember you telling me one time, you told me, if God's telling you to forgive, you need to go do it. Yeah. You need to go do it ASAP. Not, well, not wait. And and I can say that with confidence because through the years, God is he's prompted me twice to go extend. I'm going to say bold forgiveness. I mean, mm-hmm. I have to forgive people of things all the time. People have to forgive me of things all the time. But I, there's been two situations where it took a lot of courage, mm-hmm. a lot of getting outside of myself, my feelings to offer forgiveness. One was with my dad. Yeah. Um, and my dad was an alcoholic growing up and, and, and we'll go into that story one day because that's an incredible story of redemption that everybody needs to hear because most people know somebody in that situation, but I reconciled with my dad, Mm -hmm. you know, the last part of his life was incredible. I mean, we just a story of redemption like no other. Another one was with, with a businessman in my community. Um, it's hard to do. Yeah. But in that situation, we did not reconcile. Um, yeah. I love the man. Um, but in my situation, it was it was best that we didn't reconcile. But yeah. the forgiveness was there. And when I walked into his house and, and extended forgiveness, even though he didn't really feel like forgiveness was needed— which was part of the whole animosity thing to begin with, man, it was it was incredible the weight that was lifted off of my shoulders and it was no longer my burden to carry. You you know, you talk about giving things over to God and, and it's just a weight lifted and you could physically feel it. Yeah. It was incredible yeah. how in an instant when those words came out of my mouth and, and I meant it. I love the man. I do love the man now. What a change it did in my life. And that was not so much for him as it was for me because God prompted me to do that. God's word commands us to do that. Yeah. Just like you say, forgive everybody for everything they've ever done always. Yep. It it and and that's why I say that with confidence when I when I hear about people who they're holding on to something, and it's crushing them. It's not crushing the person that That's needs true. forgiving. Yeah. Chances are they forgot about it and moved on. More times than not, that's the case. They they don't even realize, so it's hurting you. So, yeah, if you're out there, take that advice. And, you know, I, I've gone through that before, and, you know, one of the ways that I get to that point where I can forgive, I can think of one fellow in particular that was really, really difficult for me to forgive. And I remember thinking how I, it, it, as much as it, w- what happened bothered me, I don't know whether it was bothering him nearly as much as it was me, but I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him that he was put in a spot because he was. He was in a circumstance where he had to choose something. Mm-hmm. And his choice was, to either disappoint one person or another. Right. And that was really where he was at. Yeah. And so I look at that and go, man, what would I have done? I have no idea. Yeah. I might have done the same thing he did. And, and that makes it a lot easier to go back and realize we're not in people's shoes. And when people do us wrong, we're not in their shoes. We don't know. Right. We have no idea. Yeah. And to me, that makes it easier for us to forgive people. It is. There is power in people's stories. It's a challenging time. 
What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It, it takes God to clean it out. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. All right, it is time for Dean's Thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this is kind of a throwback because I wrote this story a while back, and mm. I thought it would be a good one to share. It's in the Dean archives. It's in yeah. These are the archives. That's right. You've got so many thoughts that you have an archive. That's, that's sad. there's going to be a museum about you one day, Dean. Dean's thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The unopened archives. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, it'd be like those uh, you know those records that that you know the the unheard Beatles tapes. Right. Yeah. The unheard yeah. Dean's thoughts. <laughs> I can see it one day. Oh my goodness. Uh, what would happen if we didn't have any wind? You ever thought about that? Would life be better? Because I don't like wind. You know, I was doing a workout on the track the other day. I literally ran. What was it? I think 60, 59 or 60 laps on the track, okay, between warm-up, the workout, and and um, there was a lot of wind that day, and it was miserable. Was that the, was that, you did that workout right after Lane was there? Yeah. Yeah, Lane complained for two days about the wind that day. Yep, it was tough. It was a tough wind, but uh, it made me stronger, mm-hmm. and uh, let me, let me, before I reveal what I wrote here, facing the wind, it's called. Imagine a world without wind. Lakes would be calm. Falling leaves wouldn't blow in the streets. Trees would always look like a photograph, standing motionless. But in still air, would you expect trees to suddenly fall over? That's what happened in a three-acre glass dome built in the Arizona desert. The trees growing inside a huge windless bubble called Biosphere 2 grew faster than normal until suddenly collapsing under their own weight. They grew faster because of the perfect conditions. But were the conditions as ideal as one would think? Project researchers eventually came up with an explanation. Trees need wind stress in order to grow strong. The perfect conditions weren't so idyllic after all. It's the same way with running. We we can become pretty good runners by just running every day. But we run the risk of falling over if we haven't faced any wind. In other words, we are at risk for injury if we don't face stress. So what does that wind look like to a runner? Here are some things that will help to make you stronger. Running fast from time to time. There are a million ways to create stress on your body through running faster than usual. You only need to pick up the pace once or twice a week to see substantial improvement. You could try intervals, periods of fast running with short rest jogs in between. Start, by, uh, start easy by doing a total of a mile of faster running, like four times 400 meters on the track with two minutes of rest or 200 meters of jogging between. You can build up to doing more. Unless you're running marathons, usually two to four miles is plenty. Running faster forces your body into a more economical running form that strengthens all the right muscles. Simple strides are another way of running fast. At the end of a regular run, throw in six to ten repetitions of 100 meter long near sprints. Run relaxed at a fast pace that is not a full sprint, but pretty close. Wait for your breath to return to near normal before uh, or in between each rep. Hill training is another one. There may be no better way to find running strength than through hill training. Frank Shorter calls it speed work in disguise. Once again, running uphill forces your body into a more economical running position that is much easier on your joints while at the same time being tougher on your running muscles. You can simply run on a hilly course, focusing on running hard uphill, or you can run hill repeats. Find a 100 to 400 meter hill and simply run up the hill hard uh, and either jog very easily or walk on the way back down. Repeat 4 to 20 times depending on your fitness and the length of the hill. 
Remember to avoid leaning forward from your waist when you run hills. It will put more stress on your quads and your lower back and won't be as beneficial. Instead, lean forward from your ankles just as you should do when running on flat ground. Cross training. CrossFit is a huge craze right now and there is a reason for it. I'm not suggesting you join a gym to participate in CrossFit unless you'd like to. But the reason is it's so popular is that it creates a more well-rounded fitness. The use of many types of exercises is key. Any workout other than running is considered cross-training, though some are better than others depending on your goal. Great forms of cross-training for runners are cycling, elliptical machines, swimming, yoga, Zumba, or anything that works on flexibility and strength. The more closely related to running, like the elliptical machine, the more beneficial it will be specifically to your running. The further you get away from running form, the less it will have a direct impact on your running. But those forms of cross-training will help you build a strong core and will help insulate you from running-related injuries. Weight training. The aforementioned CrossFit falls into this category as well. For a long time, there were many who thought weight training was detrimental to running but it depends on how you use it. If you're training like a bodybuilder, you won't find many benefits to your running, and you could find increased exposure to injury. However, if you are lifting lighter or moderate weight with higher repetitions, you could see significant increases in strength and therefore insulation from injury. Think of body weight type exercises, like push-ups, for example. If your weight training is something that enhances these type of exercises, it's good for your running. Of course, body weight exercises are sufficient for building strength, too. Focus most of these body weight exercises on your core to strengthen the muscles that help you keep good running posture, abs, glutes, hips, and lower back. How about yoga or similar exercise? Other than strength, the most important thing you can do to stay injury-free is to keep your muscles long and loose. Stretching and yoga-type exercises are great for keeping you flexible. The more strength training you do, the shorter your muscles become. So stretching and keeping the fibers aligned and, and as long as possible will only make your strength training more effective. It seems that very few runners take the time to stretch after work, workouts but the ones who do have a much better chance of remaining on the run. Don't miss the opportunity to be stronger just because you don't want to take five minutes after a workout to stretch. Just like a tough workout will stretch the limits of your bodies, of our body, Satan will test the limits of your faith. If your faith is strong, it will be easier to resist the temptation he exposes you to every day. The strength training that comes from a firm foundation of biblical knowledge and an intimate relationship with the one and only true God the extra time we take to make our bodies stronger and to avoid injury is well worth it. Isn't the extra time we spend with God in the Word and in prayer even more important to our well-being? That's an awesome story, Dean. You know, I mentioned to you on the way up here that it's funny how a lot of these times these story, your story and the story that was submitted just line up perfectly. And this yeah. is another case of that. It's... Yeah. yeah. Dead on is a great story. Yeah. 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 Being fit, you know, for, to be fit, it means using any kind of resistance, right? Anything that we do to be fit means we do something that causes resistance on purpose. Running is a resistance exercise. Mm -hmm. It's us jumping, landing on the ground, jumping again. It's, mm -hmm. it's, that's all it is. Um, and so muscles get bigger with resistance and we get faster. And so that's so what all of this stuff is. We've talked about this a lot, but why why is it so easy for us to understand that trials, struggle, strain is a good thing for us in most of our life? We understand it. To mm -hmm. get to become a a faster runner, you have to learn to hurt. To become a better weightlifter. You have to hurt. I talked with this with my small groups last Wednesday night in church. To become a better anything, I went around the room and all the guys in my small group are athletes in high school, and I talked about what is the hardest thing you've ever done in your sport? And they all could very vividly point to something and directly correlated with that with how that's made them better in their sport. But when we come to our walk with Christ— our run for God, 
and I'm pointing a finger right here at me, we bellyache and we mm. whine and we cry when it's hard. And it reading this made me think of James three, and it says, "My brethren, count it all joy, yeah, joy, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the test testing of your faith produces patience or endurance." Every every version of the Bible has a different word right there, but it's patience or endurance. We understand as runners, as athletes, as, you know, we have to go through struggles in our jobs sometimes, worried to get, to make a breakthrough. We we get it. Yeah. But why in our walk with Christ, it's like sometimes we forget mm. when we're in that whatever it is and we're thinking, we say, why God? I mean, when you're doing those 10 miles of repeats on the track, whatever you just described a while ago, I doubt at any point during that run, when it was hurting like crazy, you were looking up saying, why, God? Why am I having to do this? Right. You're right. But you don't. You're like, I get to do this. Yeah. And Paul, count it all joy when we fall into various trials. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's it's sort of like um, th- this this whole idea of these trees with no wind resistance or no wind um, fall over. Um, our bodies are the same way, and our spiritual lives are the same way. If we leave them alone, and if we just let them stand there and not do anything with them, they're going to atrophy, and they're really seriously going to fail us. Yeah, there, and I lo- I had never heard I I had never heard about that bubble built wherever you said it was built. I mean that is. That is fascinating. And by the way, I said Paul James, James said that counted all his joy. Um, but yeah, I had never heard about that. But that that is so interesting that sometimes we think perfection is what we need. Yeah. And perfection many times leads to complacency. Yeah. We don't grow when things are perfect. Just like a tree. I had never heard that, and that's just that was an incredible yeah. story. Yeah, so we should all be saying, "Give me something hard," right? <laughs> and then we can be, we can feel more accomplished in the end. Yeah. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, so we have this weird thing here where next week I am going to talk about these new shoes that I've got that are super shoes. Super shoes. Super shoes. And you'll hear that next week, but I have run a second workout in the super shoes, and my review is not quite as positive with the second workout as it was the first workout. Maybe I was just really excited the first time. I don't know. But I ran a second workout in these shoes. It didn't go as well. Now, it didn't go poorly either. Don't I don't want you to read that wrong. But it wasn't uh, as crazy, over-the-top, spectacular as the first time. So well, I'm excited to hear your review. Yeah, well, um, yeah. It's coming next week. I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give a good review next week. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So here's why running is awesome. Better vitamin D, right, in this mm-hmm. day and time. Um, spending time in the sun increases our vitamin D. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, and vitamin D has been proven to help us with our immunities. It's something that's very important to our immune system. Um, and in this day and time, we know that our immune system being strong is extremely important. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Uh, of course, if you live up north, we're sorry. Um, you have these really, really short winter days. It's a little bit hard. It's so cold sometimes. You can't get any skin exposure to the sun. It does you no good. We're talking about. I was talking about that with Eden mm-hmm. Morris. That she said that uh, yeah, she doesn't get much skin exposure in the winter time, of course, because it's 
freezing, stinking cold in Jackson, yeah. Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we live in the South. We get a little bit more sun exposure, a little bit more skin exposure, so it's good. Um, the motivational thought of the week, the secret to getting ahead is getting started. I like it. I like that. That's And that's Mark Twain. That's not the guy you would think right. would uh, would have said that. But it's really relevant to this Couch to Marathon program, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. The hardest the hardest step to running a marathon is the first one. Making the choice and the decision to take yeah. that first step. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to be in the race to have a chance to win. Um, and whatever that looks like for you. Now, you're, you may not be actually winning a race, but winning takes on different forms depending on who sure. you are. So your win may be crossing the finish line, and that's mm-hmm. great. That is a win for sure. Uh, you can't finish a marathon unless you start one. Exactly. And you can't start a marathon. Well, you can, I suppose. But for the most part, you need to be training to do it. So this January is the time to do so it. So right? wise words from Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah. So we just, we, if you haven't joined Run Club yet and you happened on this podcast, you need to join Run Club. There's a gazillion things. You need to go check it out. You need to go see what all is available. Um, go to runforgodrunclub.com. Check it out. You'll see there what's, what it is. And um, not only is it, a, is it great for us as runners, uh, mm-hmm. but it's also great spiritually. And so we hope that um, that's what we're doing is we're bringing both of those ingredients into people's lives. Well, and if you're out there and you're thinking, can you really get motivation from an online club? Yes. Yes. I am I am over the top excited to get this training program started in January for me. And it's because I'm seeing the excitement of everybody else. You You may think. Well, it's just a Facebook group. No, it's not just a Facebook group. That is the most... I'm on a lot of Facebook groups. This is by far the most active group that I've ever seen. And people are constantly encouraging and lifting up and saying, you can do it and praying for people with prayer requests. And it's just... That page has taken on a life of its own. And it's so fun to watch. It is. It's great fun to watch. So become a part of it. Now, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.